Welcome. My name is Todd Cochran, and you're listening to a special edition of the new media show. I'm, uh, we're doing this on a Thursday. And of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are, or actually, good afternoon, Rob. How are you doing? Yeah, well, it's still it's still morning here for for me, um, but it's 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 great to be here. Um, you're on the East Coast now, I know, so it, it is the afternoon there for you. So yeah. it's great to be back doing the new media show, Todd. And we've got a guest with us today. I've got uh, Mike Dell here in the Blueberry, the Convo by Convo by Design Blueberry Studio here in our office in Columbus, Ohio. So <laughs> I want to welcome Mike Dell as well. Yeah, it's good to good to be here. I, I, then I won't have to uh, put my comments on Facebook like I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd or or Mike, uh, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. So, Rob, boy, the inter the interwebs have been exploding with people very very upset at the Luminary launch. Yeah, it's a little bit of a bull in a china shop type of scenario. It's what it seems like to me. So <laughs> it's it's just um, you know. This is this happens, Todd. I mean, let's be frank about it. This happens oftentimes when um, new people enter the space, and uh, I'm not sure that they, they they took into account the the sensitivities of the medium uh, before they um, uh, launched here. And I'm it's a little puzzling to me because uh, that is not uh, something that's hard to uh, to <laughs> learn, <laughs> right? You know, and, and it's kind of funny because we, you know, we talked to the luminary folks at NAB, and I thought, okay, well, maybe they've kind of figured it out, and and then they launch, and I'm looking at the website, and I'm like, there's no links back to uh, podcasters' homepages. There's no way to subscribe. There's uh, truncated show notes. There are. Of course, some people are complaining about no HTML links, but we all strip HTML links because all it takes is one show of the tens of thousands of shows to have one right. bad link, and it gets the entire seat, the entire site delisted or blacklisted. So, um, yeah, I'm not giving them any fault for that. But uh, boy, oh boy, the news that came out today about them rehosting media and using a proxy server to to basically call the media. Uh, they just broke IB certified stats, right? Well, and it's even beyond that too. It's it's you know some of these things have been uh, issues that have been uh, done by other companies in the past, and they've been uh, resoundedly um, smashed, thrashed for them, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I and, made a comment. All, Go ahead. Yeah, all they had to do was ask somebody that's been around the medium for a while, and they. But maybe this is how they wanted to proceed because this is good for business. I don't know. You know, I had made a comment. I said, if you guys want me, I said at NAB, if you want me to look at your site, I'd be happy to go through and provide you some feedback. But oh no, you can't have anybody see the site before it launches, and then right, um, and then all this stuff is coming out today. I am sure their PR people are like, oh my god, what is going on? So some pretty big names have pulled their shows. Now I, I'll be honest, I we're we're not on Luminary, Rob. We are. We are officially off Luminary until they figure out what the heck they're doing, and um, you know they, they they didn't start well with their dot, with their dig on advertising, uh, you know, a month or so ago. But it just wow. seems to be one misstep after the other. I was willing to give them a break on that, and uh, but boy, oh boy, just all this other stuff, and uh, now you know the big boys are pulling their shows, and people are making a big deal of it. Well, what it was really going to do is going to allow some of the small shows to be found and 
found for the first time. So I guess yeah. from that standpoint, some shows will do good. It's, so. like, it's not like we've never seen this before. Uh, you know, like, uh, what is it, CastBox, uh, when they had their little uh, mess up last year. But this is a obviously different thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I when I discovered that, uh, you know, my media links aren't the same, then, you know, game over. I, I'm pulling out, too. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if, if they're going to mess up stats, then no wonder all these folks that have uh, CPM, uh, CPM deals, well, they can't measure. So why would you want your show over there if you can't get paid for your, the listens over there? Right. And there's no clarity on, you know, if they're, they're doing a proxy cache, um, how often those episodes are updated. Um, is it breaking dynamic ad insertion stuff too? So. Um, that's, that's the other part of it that is a little un, unclear to me right at this moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, these, these things have been done by other companies in the past. You know, Stitcher was one of the early ones to, mm -hmm. to do rehosting. Now I think Stitcher had a pretty good excuse for doing what they were doing at the time in the early part of this medium. But, um, that, that's certainly those days have passed. And, and, the, uh, difference, and the difference is yeah. though that at Stitcher, you had to opt in. With Luminary, you have to opt out. Yeah, right, right. The, it's the whole scraping of, uh, of of feeds, which which is normally okay if you're following all the rules. But the problem is it's the combination of the scraping and the breaking of the, the common norms in this medium that has got everybody all upset. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. Uh, yeah I'm I just I think though for the most part most podcasters are probably like a hundred percent indifferent. They don't know. It's you know right. it's going to be a hundred or two hundred shows that are going to be outraged and pulled from them. And I'm sure Luminary's like, ha 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 ha. Well, you know, go ahead, pull your show out. And they've been kind of snarky. Well, you know, Mike, what you saw that message that they put up for Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan said, "Hey, it wasn't about a contract. This was not a, a contract issue." And then Luminary put some snarky message up in place of his show, and yeah. it was nasty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, that's right. It was, you know, not even trying to be nice. I mean, being nasty. And I'm like, wow. You're I'm not just going to be making friends that way. No. Yeah. And even, even the anchor co-founder is, is not, not allowing um, anchor shows to be on luminary. It sounds like. Well, so, he, he, he came out and said, if you want to submit your show, you can, but here's the, okay, this is kind of a, right. All right. I'm just going to say it. This is kind of a dirty deal too. Okay, he's going to say we're not going to we're not going to participate. Well, what it is is they're looking for points, Rob. They're looking they're right. looking to get paid. Do you think they're going to pass that money to their podcasters? Why why would I would as a as a podcast host, I would never never say, never not in a million I'd get fired if I said, "Oh, blueberry shows can't be on Luminary." I'd be fired. Well, maybe maybe right. the uh, maybe the anchor shows are going to be under the paid tier. <laughs> well, maybe. So you know, but why would why would a CEO say our anchor shows are not going to be over there? The anchor show may not be. That's what I said. Blueberry Corporate is not on Luminary. I didn't say right. about Blueberry shows. Um, that's a big difference. So is the the new media show on on Anchor? I uh, doubt it. I mean, on Luminary. Yeah, uh, not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> At least for the in, in turn until they get their act together, you know. I'm just right. 
you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we should have had an administrative meeting on that or executive meeting, but uh, I don't know. I just, it, it, they just rubbed me the wrong way this morning. And then seeing this redirect stuff, I'm like, come on. And they need to be, and I told them why. I said, this is why until you fix this, then, you know, I can't count. I can't count who's listening to this show. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fundamental stuff, you know. And not only that, That's... I'm going to have to have our tech team now next week. We're going to have to spend some time. We're going to get, I told them, don't touch anything to Monday because maybe over the weekend they'll figure out what they're doing and fix it. But, you know, I'm going to have to have Angela go in and look in our deck, look at our stats. And we may have to pull luminary as a, we may not be able to report their data. We right. may have to exclude it. So yeah. who loses then? The podcasters right. lose. Right. That's that's the bottom line to all this is that the podcasters are, are, are the ones that are kind of getting forgotten about here. Yeah. Um, and that's that's why everybody's upset at them. They they didn't take into account the the content creators and what they're doing. They just decided that they were gonna do it the way they were gonna do it, irregardless. And right. sure they got some some podcasts to accept their their approach, but, uh, you know, I'm, you know, it's hard to say if they will hold on to them. Yeah. <laughs> you just so, don't know, right? So what we don't we, know this. So what the free shows, here's here. I, I, and actually I didn't come up with this. James Cridlin came up with this. We're bait over there. Our shows are bait, the bait to get people to come in and spend seven ninety nine, and here's uh, per month, but here's my take on this, you know, mm-hmm. okay. Use your own shows as bait. Don't use my show as bait. And, okay, so let's say one of my listeners go over, or one of our listeners goes over to their platform, and they're getting push, 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 seven ninety nine, push, 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 go sign up for this. And, yeah, you're listening to Rob and Todd, but we, we want you to pay seven ninety nine. Well, uh, what if that podcaster, podcast listener is paying Todd and Rob $10 a month as a contribution, and all of a sudden now they're saying, well, Todd and Rob shows over on Luminary, I can... Uh, uh, I can support uh, the shows uh, over there. What do we end up with? Nothing. The listener has no clue. We don't get paid. I have no clue. So right. we're bait over there. And uh, we're like the little minnow. And the people that are uh, the ones that are the, the fish are the listeners. And they're fishing for listeners. And they're fishing for their cash. And we get zero. Right. Well, Todd, let's let's back up and look at this from a little bit of a different perspective. Oh, here we go. I think that the um, there there is a history of podcast listening apps charging um, charging money to get access to their their apps. I mean, and it's not necessarily true a a subscription, right? Which I which is what this is. But it's it's basically you know like a one time fee, like what's been charged. You know, like. Some of the podcatcher apps have charged a one-time fee in the Apple Podcasts um, catalog. I mean, n- not the Apple Podcast catalog, but the the iOS App Store. So people have been paying f- to get access to listening apps on the podcasting space for years, and it's sure it's not widespread, but there's always been been a couple of apps out there that have charged you know two ninety nine or five ninety nine to get you know, but it's a one-time fee, right? Well, um, even even if it's two ninety nine right. a month for the app, right? It's you're choosing to get the app, and you get everyone that's on the app for free, right? The, all the apps are being, all the shows are being used as bait, 
you know, to right. pay for that app. But it's it's a little different. This is this is eight bucks yeah. a month, and we're the bait for the premium. So, right. And what I really here's here's what the real story is on the Luminary um, Proxy. They want to know what shows are being listened to. They want to know who is getting the most listens. And when they collect that information themselves and withhold it from us, then they're going to go and approach those shows and say, hey, 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 we got $500,000 for you. Uh, we'd like you to uh, be behind the, the paywall here. So mm-hmm. they're going to use that proxy data to be able to determine who the hottest shows are on their app. And then they're going to approach them to bring them behind the paywall. It's a, this is not rocket science. Right. Well, that and also, you know, if they get users to register for a subscription, they're probably going to ask them demographic questions too. So they're going to have a de- demographic profile of the users on Luminary as well that they can uh, potentially use um, for marketing purposes. And and who knows, maybe, you know, I don't know what their long-term business model is, if if advertising is still going to be part of their platform or is is there an expectation that you pay the $7.99 and it's commercial free. Um, and I guess that's that's – that's not clear to me right now if that's their model. Todd, do you do you happen to know that if right. if all the content in there is ad free, if the if it's behind the firewall? Uh, I think well, they've only had a couple of days out of the block, so who knows? Mike, uh, have, you, have you heard anything? Yeah, I haven't right. heard anything at all whether uh, whether it's ad free. I, I know the you know Stitcher has that premium thing, and, and right. those are ad free. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting to watch, and you know we we knew this was going to be uh, well. I I think thought we all knew this was going to be a little bit of a circus. I don't think that we all thought it was going to be as big of a circus as it is. But you mm-hmm. know, with a hundred million dollars, they could have afforded a few. Heck, Robbie, you know, you and I would have probably for uh, for fifty <laughs> bucks, we'd have probably given some advice. I said the Todd and Rob <laughs> Consulting Company. You guys, uh, you guys. Need I don't to know, do Todd. That. I think it'd be more like five hundred. I think. Well, with with a hundred million dollars, we have to come in there with a premium, don't you know? It's a for a million dollars for five days worth of uh, consulting. But you know, they wouldn't. Oh, be honest with you, it had been a million dollars well spent because they wouldn't. Right. They wouldn't have. It's true. They wouldn't have been facing the rat. The rat the podcasters right now had they not paid Todd and Rob a million dollars worth of consulting right right yeah no I agree I I probably should have had them on the new media show and we, we could have asked them all these questions but would they have <laughs> would they have been smart enough to understand the question being asked I'm being I, I'm really being harsh here but I know I know well they are the Netflix of podcasting you know <laughs> oh yeah so well, I want to be the podcasting of Netflix that isn't right. <laughs> so, so if, go ahead. so I'm assuming that these guys are are on the path or have their own um, produced podcast content. Did well, they launch with their own? No, they bought everything. Shows. You, you, they bought everything, and and actually, I'm going to go look at. Yeah, they they bought their way. Well, they bought the shows they went on. I don't. I haven't heard of no original content. So mm-hmm. let's see here. Now this this is this is telling. Well, let me. Is that the only website account? Oh my god, this is horrible. On Twitter, they have three hundred fifty eight followers, <laughs> and how many tweets have they made? The last. This can't be right. There has to be another web. Has to be, what is their luminary? L U M. That must be a fake account. Luminary. 
here, Luminary. There's a certified account. Okay, that's a little better. 4,116 4, followers. They're following 114 people. Have they made any tweets to address any of the stuff that is... Um, no. They've, they've, re they've said nothing to any of the critics that are out there. There's been no reply. With $100 million, wouldn't you have had a PR team on retainer to take care of this? Well, who knows? Maybe they've... They're, they're they're being instructed not to not not to contribute to the dialogue. Who knows? Uh, I bet they have a PR team right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. They yeah, do. right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm on their their website right now, and it looks like um, listen for zero a month yeah. access to yeah. That's okay, the bait. We're, that's the bait. Right. <laughs> Get started, and then access to 40-plus Luminary Originals coming this year. Oh, yeah. there, there we go. I, I like the so. uh, not Nick Qua's uh, picture there. Oh, yeah. Did you? Well, Nick, Nick Qua's been on fire, Rob. It's been very, very funny. Um, <sighs> Mike, why don't you describe what yeah. Nick Qua put up? This is uh, pr pretty sure we know what this is all about, and then there's a picture of a, a dumpster on fire. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness you know well, you know and, and we're being harsh on luminary but you know our turn will come in the frying pan you know it's, it's not like we haven't done anything stupid right, right you know so and and, yeah. and and then we can i can laugh at myself or be mad as hell for a month you know <laughs> well todd and i think i mean one of, the, one of the other things here too is is there anything that um that they're doing that you think uh, once they get these kind of these little little uh, faux pas out of the way, and I'm I'm sure that they'll learn from them and um, make some adjustments, just like we saw Spotify do over the last. It took them a, a couple of years to get there, but they they wound up making the necessary changes to to have things work. And when they got it right, they actually worked. Well, it's a hundred. I guess my question here is. Are these guys on to something, or is this just a the same kind of model that Stitcher is operating under, and and it's just got a got a different spin to it? Um, is there something that's groundbreaking about what Luminary is doing? And you know, we're all spending a lot of mental cycles thinking about them and what they're doing, but but the bigger question is: is what they're doing anything that's revolutionary, or are we going to see a different direction for the medium because of this? Well, I'll just tell you what response was to a newsletter we put out. We put out a newsletter, and we asked the question, do you think the paid model is a viable model? And we just kind of questioned, you know, we didn't say luminary or whoever. We just made a comment right. about it. And I was really amazed. We got about a 50-50 response. Some saying, this is horrible. Some people were saying, oh, this is fantastic. So from a creator standpoint, at least the feedback I got is that the podcasters are 50-50 on this. At least right. in my unscientific, uh, non-rated, non-measured, non-conclusive uh, scientific poll. You know, it's the Todd poll. It's what came in from uh, an email, you know. So, but personally... Um, you got a dollar, Rob? Sure. All right. So I, I got I got my dollar bill. I'm rubbing it here on the table. We make a little gentleman's bet. My 
Let's see if you'll take this bet. My prediction is that their 799 model is going to fail. Do you think they'll succeed? I think that they're probably going to find that um, that most of the listening is going to r- remain on the free advertising supported side and that they are creating kind of like a uh, like a stratification of podcasting here where shows that feel like they're they're behind the the paywall um, feel special right yeah. so I think we have these this kind of mental thing going on here that's that's more about you know those that are getting paid on, on a subscription feel like that they're they're better than the free content sure. so I think we're gonna see kind of kind of a stratification of of shows that are maybe aspirational um, towards the premium side because somehow they feel that that's a better place to be from a reputation perspective um, or a credibility perspective. And I think that's the, that's the unfortunate fallout from this is that instead of podcasting be seen, being seen as a, as a kind of like a level playing field that we're, we're creating these levels, I guess, that are, um, that are, I think in a lot of ways, maybe kind of harmful to the overall medium. Um, though I, I don't think logically that there's any problem with premium podcasts. I I, I think, yeah. You know, and and the way I look at it too, is I hope the shows that signed up for premium, I hope they get rich. I hope they, I hope they clean their bank account out. I really, really do. I hope that they get paid big money and, and they're very successful. And there's a place for premium. But yeah. can you make a Netflix model on 40 shows or 100 or 400 and uh, and recover $100 million worth of investment, make it a viable, you know, if someone would come to me, you know, here's the funny part um, about, what it, was it, Mike, five, six, seven, eight years ago, we mm-hmm. were building a, a site that had a premium model. Yes, it was probably about seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. We, and we got the code. We shelved it. You know, We actually even had an app almost bought where we were going to put a, um, a premium piece up where people could um, put up some teaser content and then everything else would be premium. And what we learned with 90 days of running that website was that there just wasn't enough shows to scale that to make that a viable business model you know i you know if 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 i had 500 shows that would have signed up for that and um put their content out as a premium model uh, we would probably be still running it today and have every show that was doing premium underneath it but we just didn't see from a company perspective enough enough revenue to justify it and we did i'm not sure and we did it with no investment yeah, I mean, if you look at the bigger picture of this, I, I I just don't know that there's what the I guess it's around listener experiences, right? So if if premium can be allocated to exclusively an ad free type of environment, I, I I guess that would be probably the the split. I I know some of podcast content that's being especially the storytelling stuff doesn't really lend itself to advertising quite as easily as um, shows like the, the the type of show that we do here, Todd, where you could create natural breaks in our, our, our discussion flow. If you're telling a story, you want to keep going, right? right? You don't want to have a commercial break when you're telling a, 
a, a dramatic or fictional story, right? It's, it's more like an audiobook experience. And I think that's, that's where these worlds kind of cross over as you, as you think about audible and you think about podcasting, I think the model of the premium podcast stuff fits a little bit more in alignment with what we've seen, um, success around audible. Um, and I think, you know, you don't see advertising in audible, um, audio content typically. Um, so I think these hybrid models, I think have a, have a place. I, I do kind of wrestle around, you know, in my head with the concept of what if all these podcasts were the, the first episodes were free, like episode one was always free, but the rest of the content is paid. Is there kind of like a, like a freemium model here that uh, would actually work better than what we're seeing here? Uh, where the ads would be in the free version and then the, the, um, the archives essentially would be ad free. So I don't know if that's a better model or, um, because it does kind of play into both markets, right? The premium and the free. And I don't know what's your thought on that. Todd. I, I, I don't know. I just don't think there's enough volume and I don't think listeners are willing to pay, you know, if it's a, if you're a superstar celebrity, maybe, but, uh, well, why are they going to pay for us? You know, that's that's the key here. And I just have to add something. I think I just figured out who not Nick Qua is. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I think I did. And um, do you want to say? No, I don't want to say because I'm going to I'm going to email him and ask him if he is the person. <laughs> I think I know who it is. So it's a guy. It's so. definitely, well, we've already, there was a hint here a few days ago when he said he'd been in radio or something like 40 years or had gotten, I, I think I knew who this is. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I know who this is. So okay. um, I, if, if I have figured it out, I will, I will be hard to keep this a secret. But I, I, just, saw, <laughs> I just saw a writing style and I had this like, <gasps> I know who this is. <laughs> uh, definitely an East Coast person. I'll just say that. And Rob, when you when you if it's true, I think it is. You're gonna laugh your butt off. So anyway, um, going back to the so if those of you that don't follow at I am not personally Todd is not at Nick is is not. At not underscore Nick Qua. I've been accused of being that person a number of times, but I'm not as snarky as he is. So, and, and I can attest. I've been with the. I've been around Todd enough lately that uh, no, he's not him. So uh, I think I'm. I'm about ninety percent sure I know who this is now. Oh, oh boy, my God! Is that's it, that's that's going to be hard to keep under your hat. It's going to be really hard. But yeah. I'm I'm thinking it may be who I think it is. So anyway, uh, we, we will continue. Um, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm going to send him an email and say, are you him? <laughs> he may deny it. <laughs> He's going to deny it, you know. That's the first reaction. Uh, oh, my gosh. So. If it's true, new persona, oh, my God. So back <laughs> to the, uh, the, the paid content thing. The, the thought that keeps going through my head is, it's, isn't it going to be like bringing back the old broadcast model or the old uh, publishing model where you, there's all these uh, gatekeepers? They're trying to bring the gatekeepers back. Uh, is kind of right. the vibe I'm getting out of it. 
Yeah, it's the stratification of content, right? It's the it's the haves and the maybe the less haves, right? Is what we are thinking, you know, because I think the perception out there is that premium podcasts is that must be better content or it must be better in some way than the free stuff, right? Right. So it, that's the unfortunate fallout from the stratification around premium, is that it 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 kind of splits the 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 open nature and the level playing field of the podcast medium that we've all enjoyed for 15 years now. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll see, but, uh, you know, I just knew this was too juicy of a topic to, to not talk about today <laughs> and uh, having fun in our, our new media show way. But I think we can switch gears just a little bit because we don't have all day today to do this. Um, right. so you heard, I, I'm sorry, uh, Rob, you, you have some competition now. We do. You do. Yeah, your, your company does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you hear what CastBox introduced? I have not seen this yet. Oh, no. well, they, they, are, they are now doing live. Oh, no kidding. I didn't hear that. <laughs> oh. Of course, I've been, I, I've been off work the last couple of days, so I, I must have missed that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that uh, that's was news that came out, and I thought that uh, uh, that was an interesting move by those folks. And of course, we've mm-hmm. had some Peabody Awards were announced. Some podcasters won Peabody Awards. You have to like submit to be an, uh, to get a Peabody, All right? I'm not. Sure. I think so. Yeah. 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 So, hey, Rob, read your Slack. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I also saw some 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 interesting stuff uh, in the the email out from Podcast Movement today too. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I didn't see anything. Well, that that it sounds like uh, there's going to be a lot more um, uh, larger booths um, at the exhibition at Podcast Movement this year. It's true, and and I should have I probably leaked it, and that's why someone else did this. But uh, we went with a ten by twenty, and then. I noticed during our booth selection that Libsyn already had a ten by had a ten by twenty two, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, someone must have heard from me." So, uh, keep up with the Joneses, I guess. Well, and and I noticed that Podbean's going to have a ten by twenty two. Oh, so. oh, oh, and so is. So how does everybody uh, get it, the same idea at the same time? And so is Simplecast, right? But t- I tell you what, we have planned a secret weapon. For uh, <laughs> one half of our ten foot space, uh, uh, yeah, weapon, huh? yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a brilliant idea, and uh, uh, oh. people are going to enjoy coming to uh, both booths. And um, I will not reveal more at this time because there's lots of ears out there. So I'm going to let everyone else come up with ideas on how to use the other half of their booths. <laughs> so uh, that's all I'm going to say. T-shirt storage. Uh, that exactly. The t-shirt storage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a t-shirt shop, right? Yeah. Or <laughs> bus- so, business card printer. So I guess Dan can uh, maybe thank us. We're may, and I'm sure Dan probably said, you know, uh, Blueberry's got a ten by twenty this year. I'm sure Dan did that in his in his marketing. <laughs> so because we requested well, there aren't, immediately. There aren't any more ten by twenty spaces. They're all taken. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's a big show, oh. so we're expanding our, yeah. and, and we're going to have fun with our space. It's going to be, uh, uh, it'll be fun. I'll just say that. 
plus the it it looks like that the exhibition is going to be where everybody has to pass through to get all to to the session rooms, That's right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we uh, did you see where we made our pick? Yeah. So uh, are you close to me? Did you pick the same area, or what did you think for strategy wise? Do you think we picked a good spot? Yeah. Um. It's 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 one of those things, Todd. Again, that it's hard to know hard if you got a know. good spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's the thing about that. That, that map uh, is that, you know, there's breakout rooms all around, so you know, there's did, session rooms all around the whole thing. So I'm not sure where all the majority of the traffic is. It may be the same traffic going everywhere. I told uh, Dan, I said, uh, are those alternate doors going to be treated with the same? So the primary entrance and the secondary entrance are going to have the same same amount of doors open. So it's not like the secondary doors are going to be closed. So the entrance area and the secondary doors are the same. So um, they'll be open, but the footpath will obviously more people will go in the primary just because of the way it is. So we figured, okay, that primary flow spot that Livson got is definitely, that would have been prime number one for me too. But I said, let's go somewhere where we know people are going to be going in and out of booths. And we, we basically picked a sp- two spots against the wall of one of the uh, breakout rooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I saw where, where you guys are. You guys are quite quite a ways away from all of the other um, podcast hosting. Oh, that's good. Boosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. But we can't throw. But it, this is kind of squeeze balls. This is kind other. of. Well, we yeah, can. we just this, have to have to launch them a little harder. I'll bring my tennis racket. <laughs> this is very inside the ballpark kind of kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff we're yeah. talking about here, isn't it? It is, but so. yeah, this and I guess you know, and we've talked about on the show before about trade show booth positioning is like you know, it's this cat mouse game to try to get the right spot to get the most traffic by the booth. <laughs> And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I remember a couple of years ago, we had that, man, just we the, the, the new, new media show. We had the absolute best. God, it couldn't have been any better of a location. I was so jazzed until we walked into the hall and they had a security wall that was running right behind our booth and it completely blocked all the traffic. We went from the best to the absolute worst in literally five seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So anyway, that was, uh, so I thought I'd just give you, you know, it's been fun being here in the Blueberry office this week. My entire team has uh, trickled in here, minus three people. Yeah. So. uh, That's great. We're about ready to have a Blueberry Town Hall in about 45 minutes, and then uh, we're taking the gang out to dinner. And then tomorrow is, uh, you know, full two days of meetings and planning and and a lot of fun. So strategizing on how to take you out. It's awesome. How, how to take over the world? Yeah, how to, how yeah. I've been to, seeing the your photographs on, on on Facebook of the office. It looks great. Yeah. Do you like the new uh, the, the the pictures of the uh, the HQ there? Of which? Yeah, one? that and the, your took, took all the your new studio the looks oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, we're not done. It's this is phase one. We're we got to get the this will be video and, and they're gonna have video in here middle of June and we'll have light, you know, professional lights in and furniture will be finally and, finalized and, and echo treatment. Yeah, echo treatment is next. It's that echo treatment stuff is expensive. I were eight hundred dollars worth of uh, soundproofing for this room. Well, can be. So are you, you using 
condensers in there? Is that no, why you're doing no, that? No, we're on SM7Bs. Yeah, we uh, we took af- after you, Rob, uh, on SM7. <laughs> we got uh, eight of, or six of them in six here. Six of them in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got twice as many as I have. Yeah. Wow, you guys went for it. Yeah, So, and we're going to open up the room for podcasters that are Blueberry customers here in Columbus. So we're going to start letting people come in and use the room. Got some legal documents to get ready for that. But other than that, uh, soon we're going to have people tricking, trickling in and out um, you know, it's what we build it for. So, cause we're only going to use the room two or three times a week. Hey Todd, I saw it. I don't know if you got a chance to talk to the Samsung people. Um, that's the, the, the microphone manufacturing company called Samsung. Um, they, they have a new microphone coming out. That's, that looks exactly like the SM7B. Uh-huh. And it, and it, uh, has a, is XLR and USB connections on it? Wow! Uh, it's a it's a dynamic microphone that has really serious rear rejection. Mm. It's going to be half the price of the SM7B. Well, if it's as good as it says it is, it they'll sell like hotcakes then. Yeah, well, the element yeah. that they use in the what is that the Q2U, I think, is yeah. the same element that they use in that Audio Technica one that everybody's uh, you know happy about, and I, I think they're going to do the same thing with their large diaphragm-looking microphone. Because, you know, these SM7Bs right. really are just a little bit reformed uh, SM58s. Yeah. I mean, right. they're great elements, but they put them in a different package, and they're, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. One thing is for sure that I'm, you know, I, I'm so used to working on a condenser mic that these, uh, these shears just take a lot of, man, they take a lot of power to power them. You know, yeah. They, they are not, they're beast on amplifiers. Oh yeah. So yeah, I have to. Yeah, I went out and spent 150 bucks on a cloud lifter for mine. Yeah, we're we're on a tube amp. Yeah, we ran a tube amp in between. So uh, I went out and bought an eight channel tube amp, and oh, but still, even those are kind of spendy, aren't they? Yeah, this one was on the cheap end of spendy uh, because I, you know, I had a budget and I was like, I I knew what I wanted, but uh, Barry would have uh, called (laughs) me and said, "Who just put four thousand dollars on the credit card?" and I. (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and that probably wouldn't have been such a good conversation. So no, we got a tube amp that uh, I could afford. It's not perfect. It you know I start getting uh, it, it does what it needs to do, but I'm a little yeah. It the, the audio is good, but a uh, little more grass. If I if I go much higher on the tube amp, I start to get the and I that's what you try to stay away from. So right. between it and the Mackie mixer, it's I'm very pleased though with the sound. So Todd, I saw that uh, you guys did a did a partnership with the uh, Audio Burst folks yeah, here we, recently. Yeah, we announced that a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I mean, all of our hosting customers can opt into that, and they get uh, free transcripts. Uh, you know, accuracy varies, but uh, they've got these cool social media features as well, and some monetization features as well. So it's it's kind of a win, and uh, doesn't cost our customers a dime, and just yeah. added value, and they get uh, some transcripts back, and and they want to edit them. They can. We're talking to some other folks too, but you know the transcription business. There are so many players doing transcripts, and accuracy is all over the place. Right, uh, and it also depends on the person. You know, some people get better transcripts than others. Yeah, it uh, you know it can range from eighty to ninety five percent, and 
even at 95%, you still have plenty of editing to do. But I had one person complaining about, so, oh, the accuracy's not as good as it should be. And I'm like, it's free. <laughs> right. It's free. Don't complain and we, for and, something and, that's and, free. And we, yes. del- and we deliver it to you via email, or they do. It's like, come right. on, you know? Yeah, they they uh, they've been a guest on the on the the new media show. Actually, I think it was about a year ago or so. Yeah, so Karen and her team oh. are doing good. They just got a ten million dollar round yep. too. So right, yeah, and and I guess it came from uh, the Hyundai Motor Company of all places, and in a company called. Dentsu? I'm, yeah, Dentsu, I'm yeah. not sure. So, you know, yeah. and here's the key with Audioburst. They're in a lot of cars and they're doing like, they take segments of audio and they put it out as an Audioburst, as a two minute or three minute piece of content that came out of maybe a 30 minute program and they, they, they monetize that and then it goes into to little news bursts that go out. So uh, a lot of people don't know that. It's for people with short attention spans. Well, I don't know if it's that, but it's they, they supposedly have some AI technology that uh, does that. So um, I don't know how accurate <coughs> it is, but I'm, you know, our podcasters are pretty thrilled overall with uh, just being able to get a free transcript. And, and it's reasonable, you know, as, as long as your audio is decent and, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of music or anything in the background or whatever, uh, you know, it can be decent. It's still going to be what, 85, 90%. So. Yeah, I hate to quantify the number because when sort I do, of. I get yelled at. But yeah. it's, you know, it's it's never going to be 100%. But uh, I would generally say it's probably well above 80. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to get better as com- computing power gets stronger. Sure. I was yeah. looking through the news a little bit here, and ACAST is in the news today. It looks like they put some of their $33 million round into use today. Oh, yeah, into PIPA. Yeah, they bought PIPA. And, and the, the ironic thing, I was reading through their press release, and they said that PIPA matches their corporate culture. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I'd have said that. Um, based what on the, the heck does that mean? Well, and there's only four of them. And based on some of the some of the things some of the Pippa team has done in spamming people and you know, I'm like, I don't know if that's the kind of corporate culture I want, but uh so anyway, they they four the fourteen members from Pippa are gonna go work for ACAST and uh uh the ACAST says that they're doubling overnight with the acquisition of Pippa. So I I'm gonna have to go back and look in the database and see how many shows Pippa had and see if how, how close to ground truth that is well it is the the culture is more of a a european focus i think between those two companies and acast always seemed bigger than pippa to me just you know the people that i've dealt with yeah. you know. right so it is an interesting acquisition so i guess they're both going to remain their two properties are going to remain the same but um right you know combining two hosting companies is you know that's that's weird. It's gonna be. It's hard. It's a challenge. I mean, um, Voxnest went through that when they combined Block Talk Radio and Spreaker together. Right. It, it didn't really ever really combine technologically too much, but yeah, it can be a challenge to integrate teams together that have some degree, some duplication of function, and um, I mean that can be one of the advantages of merging two companies together like that is to generate some efficiencies across 
consolidation of teams um, and staffing. So, so and then they're pretty small, so that isn't going to be too hard of a of a merge, I guess. And, right. Uh, but I'll tell you this: the uh, um, I, I'm sure you don't get it. I'm sure you, you know your uh, your president does. But boy, oh boy, the phone is still burning off the hook on you know capital investment firms that are just chomping at the bit to spend money. And uh, they keep getting yeah. surprised. Oh, yeah. It's like, again, another call that I had today was the guy's like, oh, yeah, our minimum, uh, you know, you have to have minimum revenue of uh, $25 million and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Good luck the, with that. Yeah, ha- yeah, knock yourself <laughs> out. Uh, not me. <laughs> right. So it's, uh, it is definitely an interesting time. And I think that the big money is realizing that there's not as much big money. You know, the, the what happened, you know, is Spotify really, you know, blew the numbers out. And everyone said, oh, my God, if they spent, a, you know, $500 million on two companies or whatever they spent, uh, there must be some business here. And I think some of these investors are, frankly, being shocked. Yeah. Well, Todd, there's a little bit of good news brewing out there that there's going to be um – there's going to be some new um, IAB certified platforms. Oh, are you getting coming close? soon? Are you close? You close? Yeah. Oh. Well, I think that there's there's probably probably a few companies that are very close. Yeah. Okay. So Libsyn <laughs> is one. You're another. Anybody else? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've said on the show that we're we're right up against the end of the 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 line ourselves so did you hear any the box nest side you're gonna have to you're gonna have if you if if there's one company in particular i'm real curious about so if you hear i'll have to i'll i'll just let me just send you a little slack (laughs) message here so i'm gonna say i I can guess too yeah so i'm I'm gonna put it in here and if you look at your slack uh, is that one close or not let me uh yeah i didn't have my slack open so let me you should there's actually two messages there for you you're gonna laugh at the first one (laughs) <laughs> so is it a private slack message is that what it yes, was yes it's a private slack message okay we're, we're, i'm see. sorry audience we're having to be careful here yeah <laughs> the first one is uh you're gonna you're seeing it you're like no way <laughs> todd todd we're being so cruel to our listeners we are we are. yes so what I've done, audience, sorry about that, is I have I have uh, informed Rob who I think the at who at not oh. qua is. Okay, and, and I got the I got the notice too. So, so what do you know. think? You think I might be close to the mark there? Um, <laughs> possible. I don't know. I don't know for sure. And what about the oh. the, the second name? You think they're close? Uh, if they were smart, they would be, but oh, I haven't yeah. heard that for sure. Oh, okay. All right. That's kind I've of only a... heard, uh, for sure on, yeah, I, I, I only heard on you guys and Lipson right. are the two. And I, then probably right. one other two. So maybe yeah. Cadence 19 or something. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> uh, maybe, who knows? Maybe podcast one is going to be one. Oh yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you know, they lost uh, that... one of their big shows, uh, recently. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, Penn Gillette moved his show off of Podcast One. Where did he go? Uh, one of his former interns started a company, <laughs> and that's who he's going with now. Oh, so. that's funny. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I can't remember the name of the company, but anyway, yeah, he's off of, you know, Adam Carolla and Podcast One. So, 
Yeah, so it's interesting. It is it is a fun time. So I'm sorry we we're having to be a little cryptic here, but I I have an internal prediction of someone having challenges with uh with with certification. So, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that they could take a little longer, is what you're saying. We'll see. Yeah. I don't even no. know if they're trying. Oh, they they are. Oh, yeah. oh, I would say that they would have to be. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, "Who is Todd talking about?" And going <laughs> there to is another them. one that that yeah. I I wonder about too. Oh, right? yeah, that's probably true too. So. There's actually a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> probably like more like <laughs> five or six. Actually, the was more it, I think about was it, was there that many going through? How many are actually in the? In I don't the know, but I would be surprised if uh, I would really be surprised if there well, there were at least that, five companies. That, that audit were team can't possibly list. be doing that many at the same time. That's that is a it's a huge lift. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I I we'll see. Um, I knew but Kate, can you imagine being s- some of these platforms and not being certified when the new list comes out and there's you know there's a total of four companies that are certified Rob, and Rob. five companies that are not? Rob, compliant. They're compliant. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, I guess that's probably they're compliant. Right. Even it, if it's optional, it don't matter. They're compliant. Right. That's right. And I it, forgot it, all I, all about that, Todd. That's yeah. right. So again, I've been out here getting brutalized and shot in the head because <laughs> you know telling people that uh, there's a difference, and well, we're compliant, we're good, you know, and deer in the headlights. So that's right. I'm, Todd. I, I get the brunt of that one. I'm ready for some more M1 tanks to join the firing line here. <laughs> <laughs> Those that they. Uh, Give up? Uh, was it a five-figure um, number of cash to to be just like everybody else? Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not the cash that that's. It's the time. The cash right, is well, the cheap part. Yeah. Well, the time does cost money too. It right? costs a lot of money. Right. You know. So if, if I look at uh, the five-figure for, you know, that with the time added in, that definitely, you know. That flips over to like a six. It's probably figure a six-figure number, right? Yeah, yeah. Easy, easy six-figure number. Easy. All right. He's. I had two devs on that like continuously for a while. So, yeah, I'm glad. So I see that the the Webby Awards had a best host went to Pod Save the People podcast. No, not at not at all political. So, <laughs> no. No, not at all not political. At all. <laughs> they have a good show, I guess. I've never listened to it. And but uh, everyone oh, says it's good. And it looks like Cadence 13 launched uh, C13 Originals, a new division focused on original storytelling. Well, they had to. They've lost half their shows, so they well, have they've no got, choice. Uh, they have no choice. They, they want to get on Luminary. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who's... <laughs> So, Todd, who's going to be the next uh, merger acquisition? I can't say because I think I know. Oh, well, I think we know definitely yeah. one. Yeah, I can't. I can't say it's. That's the only one I even heard any rumors on. So, um, how about you? Have you heard any more? Any any TikToking around? So, you mm-hmm. think there's anyone else in play? Oh, I think there's plenty of companies in play. It just. Uh, how quickly will the deals get pulled together? All right. Yeah, I saw that Mark uh, from uh, Rebel Base Media um, wrote an article about podcasts 
pod feeding. Uh huh. So he was talking about that. So I didn't actually fully read the article yet, but it, that's never he, happened before, you know. He's talked about. Um, I saw I saw a summary about it, uh, just talking about how you know, and I think we've talked about a little bit too, is what should we do with podcasts that have pod faded? Yeah, and it's you know, and it's actually a discussion I had with my team here too, even for our directory where. And I'm, you know, taking what we've been talking about recently, I said, listen, you know, we've got some some dead meat here and we need to figure out depreciate it so it's not in the top of the search. We do some of that already, but we need to get a little more aggressive. But was his was his article about dead uh dead shows in podcast directories? Or was his article Yeah, about- well, well it's the whole concept it, it, I know instead of, you know, this is one quote from his article said so Instead of bundling all pod fade into one bucket, we should consider three types of uh, pod stop is what he's calling oh. calling this. And I think that's um, probably true. There's The way I cl- clarified is those that no longer have an active RSS feed or an active media link, number one, shows yeah. that a pod faded that are like really, truly dead and are not like historical, they're, they're you know, maybe a news or something. And those... So then there's really the third category is those that are those long tail shows, but that's 10%, you know, it's hardly, hardly any shows that fall into that true category. But I think as long as our position, as long as the feed is alive and as long as the media is there, you know, we're not going to remove them from the system, but they may be a little bit further down the search results. Yeah. Well, and I think this could be a, you know, Mark, uh, probably, I don't know if he was listening to the to our show, but the, it seems to have, have, have aligned pretty yeah. closely when we were talking about no, this topic last time. Yeah, well, good, Mark. I'm glad you're taking some of this and moving it over into the written piece because I sure the heck doesn't have the time to do it. <laughs> right. So, uh, and, and you know, I look at pod fading from a different perspective too. I, you know, I have a little bit of an insight because of the directory, and I know which companies have. I know companies' pod fade rate. You know, and I know where we stand when it comes to longevity and how long our our podcasters typically live before their shows, um, before their shoes shows either pod fade or pod quit or pod stop. I'm pretty happy with my numbers, but there's some other folks out there that, uh, um, I'll just say this: they have a pretty high, what's the word I want to use? Not attrition. failure rate. Uh, attrition rate, failure rate. Uh, there's actually another technical term for it, but um, oh, I can't even think of it. But anyway, it's 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 a number you don't want to be higher than one or two percent. <laughs> right. So it's um, anyway that there is a fair amount of it out there, but we have so many new shows coming in; they're just backfilling those that are dying. Right. I mean, he does make a comment in here that no one has the right to tell you that your content should be removed from any podcast directory, and I think. That's that's certainly been the culture and the the approach that I've taken to to managing um, podcast content on catalogs myself is right. that I I haven't taken people down. I mean, unless the the, the feed and the media just isn't available anymore. Yeah, um, that would be the only real criteria at this point that I would 
I would actually feel comfortable doing at this point until we as an industry kind of standardize our approach here. Yeah. Actually, it's customer churn rate is the term I'm trying, was trying to think about. Right, right. Churn, yeah. Yeah, churn. Yeah. And, you know, churn doesn't necessarily mean someone pod faded, but generally it's pretty, pretty close aligned. Right. Well, churn also applies, to, you know, that term also uh, maps pretty closely to, to listener behavior too when they, when they unsubscribe and they, they, subscribe to something new, which right. I, which I think happens a lot in this medium though. I'm starting to wonder, you know, there's just a lot of discussion around the whole word subscribe, wh whether or not that's going to survive. Uh, someone, um, someone needs to stop. It's like the word podcast, please. Yeah. We're going to have to have a discussion about this on a future show. It's it, 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 okay. Great. Do you want to get rid of the word subscribe? Fantastic. Go ahead. Yeah, it's well. I think as you think about it, though, is as the medium kind of layers itself here, just like we talked about earlier, um, the the word subscribe is mapped pretty heavily towards people's perception of um, premium. Oh, that's true. Um, so there's a little bit of a danger there. Because, I mean, because we're we we use that that uh, subscribe model um, coming out of the blogging era, right? could call it subscribe for free. Yeah. You know, right. Well, just use the for free at the end of it and yeah. you're good to go. Right. I think or, or uh, free to subscribe yeah. is also Well, Rob, right. I'm coming up on a stop point here. Um Okay. And I know we we just about in an hour, but uh, we wanted to get this show out before uh I'm not available for the next uh, 9 days or so. But uh, right. definitely have to figure out. We definitely, I'm not going to be available next Saturday or Sunday. So uh, I'll talk to you midweek, see if we can figure something out to do. Okay. Um, no, I think. It, I mean, if we want to do it during during the week, I think that's fine too. Yeah. So, so uh, hopefully, my internet will be uh, will hold out with everything that's going on. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But I guess everyone, if you have comments on today's show. Um, also remember, we're an equal opportunity uh, smasher here. We have, as, you know, we we don't have any any qualms in uh, in calling things the way they are, and, and that's kind of the way this show is, and the way it's evolved over the years. And but we try to do it in a way that uh, is um, is such that hopefully someone's listening, and they can take some of our commentary and use it for good advice. And if they, you know, if they want to come on the show and talk to us, we're more than welcome to have any company come on and uh, right. and chit chat with us and we can have an adult conversation uh about what's going on and you know maybe in the long run help you a little bit but uh um that's just kind of way we are but anyway i'm todd at uh, blueberry.com i'm on twitter at geek news rob and i'm at uh at twitter as well um at rob greenley and i can also be reached um, at, uh, on, on email, rob at robgreenly.com is a great place to reach out to me. And of course, um, so we can, we can do that. And of course I want to thank Mike Dell for uh, joining as well today. Mike, if, uh, why don't you, we didn't even introduce you. We're so bad. That's all right. So why don't you tell, while we're on our way out here, uh, what, what do you do for Blueberry? I am the, uh, 
What is that? You, see, I always have to ask him, too. Uh, no, I'm the uh, customer support manager for Blueberry. Uh, and the, uh, the one that takes all the abuse from people complaining about their stats. That's right. Stats or, you know, they can't figure out which button to click or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, we were entertained this afternoon with uh, with Mikey. So I sure hope this mute button works. And he stood up and had a few choice words and sat back down. So, uh, yeah. And the, and the lady on the other end knew no difference. <laughs> So uh, anyway, if if I had to do support, we'd have no customers within a week. So uh, anyway, thanks, Mike, for for jumping on here. And Mike can be reached at mike at blueberry.com. So Rob, uh, we'll talk and we'll probably tweet five minutes before we start our next show. But other than that, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yep. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye.